What is your view on, <laughs> it's a two-part question, on appropriation um, of, of African culture? Number one, by African-Americans. Yeah. <laughs> and number two, just by the general public. So whether it's uh, the West, whether it's China or Asia, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is your view on that? So and what are the I, implications yeah. of appropriating a culture? And is there a responsibility of the people appropriating? I think for African-Americans, personally, I have no problem with them appropriating our culture purely based on history. Mm-hmm. So their descendants are from, from this continent. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who largely people police around, can you still say you're Ugandan if you've never lived there in, in, in your almost adolescent years mm. or you're coming of age, can you still say you're from there? I, I, I don't think it's a fair external perspective to have on, on, on someone's heritage and lineage and ETC and the, the, the affinity that they feel. Because some African-Americans feel no affinity. Then they are those who feel a deep affinity mm. and then choose to... The motherland. Exactly, yeah. and choose to <laughs> be called Asante or, 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 or whatever. So I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with that. But when cultures appropriated by people who don't have connection to the culture, mm. then I have a very real problem with it. So for example, um, Caucasian people perhaps having braids or dreadlocks, um, which are steeped in African heritage. I think my challenge with that becomes, uh, and this lady, this article I read, put it brilliantly. And what she was explaining is an orphan with a teddy bear, right? who has lost everything. That teddy bear may be dirty, may be torn, but it means everything to that kid because everything else has been taken away from them. And in a lo- So she was trying to draw a thread from that analogy to African culture is that because of the looting historically that's happened on the yeah. continent and how much has been taken um, from the continent in terms of physical resources or so mineral resources, what continues to be taken in terms of um, who's building our roads, ETC and where the money is actually going and all these other things, that teddy bear or that African print dress that should be nothing means everything to a people who a lot of what they own has been taken from them. So in as much as you think that orphan kid, that's a dirty teddy bear and why do they care about it? I think it's very similar because all we have is the fact that braids, if you look back at, um, I don't know, at Namibia and the history of braiding and it's a lot more than just a hairstyle to us and you see it as a hairstyle. And when you look at Ankara material, it's just that, but, it, and and that's my my gripe with it. I just think okay, you, I, and, and I'm just not okay with just, it. Uh, j- yeah. Okay, which that was actually very powerful. Um, that teddy bear analogy. No, I like that. I like that. Really I'm gonna awesome. steal that. I'm stealing that. Absolutely. So you're a writer, you know. Watch out, it doesn't fall. By the way, <laughs> you're a writer. Um, so this is pro- in your neighborhood, right? What is your view? And you are um, a fiction writer, right? You write novels. So what's your view on... And where I'm going with this is this is actually a true story of an Australian writer who was writing about Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And she wrote a a fiction. Mm-hmm. And she was appropriate... In a way, she was actually appropriating Nigerian culture and telling a story about... and a girl in Nigeria and growing up in Nigeria and she was writing this like from Australia Mm. and her defense was that it's a fiction. So I'm just making up a story. What is your view on that? You know, like 
So, I mean, it's similar to my previous then, statement. Does she I, have a I, right I, to write about Nigeria and write a fiction book? I struggle, to be <laughs> honest. I, I, I struggle purely because of, of, of that, that initial mm-hmm. analogy. Okay. In that, and I, I mean, I, at the moment, am dabbling with writing a novel about Rwanda. I haven't lived there. Mm. But I will visit it. I will stay there for some time to be able to write it, but I'll also have people from the country read it. Mm. So writers, creatives read it and vet it and tell me, is it okay? So I I think there needs to be a sensitivity and a respect that often isn't found from writers like the one you mentioned, Mm. um, where it's just like, ah, who says I can't? Versus Mm. uh, me understanding, guys, this is your history. Mm. And I'm going to read, I'm going to do the work, and I'm going to give you to read it. And where you tell me, we don't think that's fine, I'll remove it. I think there needs to be a deliberate sensitivity which often isn't there when you don't understand what it means to the person and that I'm just making up stuff because it's going to be fiction set in, in Rwandan history, which arguably I could just read historical books and say, mm. because that's the backdrop and it's a love story, but the backdrop just happens to be Rwandan history. So it's like, I, I think the value that I'm able to place on their experiences and be like, I need to respect it and I need to, to, to kind of expose myself, but also invite people in to critique mm-hmm. the work is often not ex- not found when people don't understand the value of just a story or just mm. a place. So just write Lagos just sounds mm. like just a city, but to Nigerians, you writing about it and not caring for what it actually is and what it means to live there and all its complexities means. And yeah. Lot. And um, my last point on that, um, and I agree with you fully. I think the implication for me is more on the, for example, if she becomes a bestseller, yes, it's fiction. Yeah. However, when people read about that story and that book, they will f- look. We humans will form an image of Nigeria, yeah. and she's basically controlling the narrative. Yeah. And that is my biggest issue yeah. with it. And the stories we tell ourselves almost becomes our reality. So, yeah. if you read that book, you'll be like, ah, in Nigeria, you is there a village? It's almost like how they used to tell the story of Africa, which is still around mm-hmm. in terms of you have lions in your backyard. Yeah. You know, it's. <laughs> And it, it probably, who knows where it started from, but it was probably fiction, but they just bought into yeah. it. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's my issue. And yeah, I think on that note, we can close off Africa for now. And then when you come back, I want to get to know you better. Cool. Cool.